writing an open letter to all Australians. You need to know about the EFTM podcast. That's what it's going to say. If only I had the the ability to get that letter in front of every single person going on the internet. Imagine that power. Imagine the power that you'd exert as a as a provider of services to be able to just put an open letter in front of every single citizen. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, lots to get through on today's show. A bunch of great calls from phones to photos to TVs uh, and internet. Uh, we'll cover it all, I promise, in your calls. Plus, a couple of really important things to talk about. We're going to talk about scams uh, and the NBN and the, the number of NBN scams going around. And it's not something I want you to skip over because, oh, I know what a scam is. I can pick them a mile away. But just for a minute, have a think about the other people in your life, your neighbours, your parents, your grandparents, whoever they are, and how you can help educate them as to what's actually happening out there in scam world. Because, frankly, thousands and thousands of dollars is disappearing into the hands of scammers every day. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Uh, and people are falling victim for it. So it helps to be aware of them. So we'll talk to Jane McNamara from the NBN about that. The uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 20, um, I'm using it, have been using it, and my review will be live on the website very soon. Try Wednesday. Um, and I bought a case for it yesterday, and it's actually made it a better phone. I, I, I like it better with a, with a case on. Not because I don't like the colour, but just generally because I think it flattens out the back. But we'll talk about that too, because Gary McGregor, uh, the boss of Mobile, uh, here for Samsung Australia is coming on the show to talk all things Note 20 and the mobile market. I'm fascinated by the shift we have from telco to retail and, and how that's changing the mobile market. So uh, have a have a listen to that. We'll come to Gary very, very shortly. So look, on the Google stuff, and I'll discuss this later in the week with Stephen Fennick on the 450th 50th episode of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Um, whenever you go to google.com now, you get a little notification. And the notification says, the way Aussies search every day on Google is at risk from new government regulation. Um, that's, that's what the message says. I'm surprised there's no pop-up on... Uh, YouTube, but they certainly are targeting YouTube as well um, through YouTube creators. I think what they're hoping is that YouTube creators um, start making videos about how bad the Australian government is or something like that. I don't know. We'll find out. But let's go back here a minute. Let's read the open letter. The open letter um, says, you need to know about new government regulation that will hurt how Australians use Google search and YouTube. A proposed new law, the News Media Bargaining Code, would focus, force us to provide you with dramatically worse Google search and YouTube, could lead to your data being handed over to big news businesses, and will put the free services you use at risk in Australia. I'm going to stop right there and then read you, because there's a lot of information they provide. I'm going to read you the ACCC's immediate response to that. The open letter today published by Google contains misinformation. Google will not be required to charge Australians for the use of its free services unless it chooses to do so. Google will not be required to share additional user data with Australian news businesses unless it chooses to do so. The draft code will allow news businesses to negotiate for fair payment for their journalist work that is included in Google services. That's, that's what it's trying to do. 
the three headlines that Google choose in their open letter are the way Aussies search every day on Google is at risk from new regulation. The second one is your search data may be at risk. And the third one is hurting the free services you use. Your search data may be at risk. It says you trust us and your data and our job is to keep it safe. Under this law, Google has to tell news media businesses how they gain access to data about the use of our products. There's no way of knowing if any data handed over would be protected or how it might be used by news businesses. Essentially, Google's saying that because, you know, News Limited finds out something about the algorithm, they'll use that algorithm to disadvantage other media or publishers. They also talk about YouTube and partnering closely, already paying millions of dollars and sending billions of free clicks every year. Here's the thing. I don't think that you give a rat's. I don't think you care. The average Aussie, without a vested interest in the media, doesn't care about any of this stuff. So I find Google's approach aggressive and too much so. I mean, what media attention are they going to get from this letter? The very media they might try to get attention from is not going to give them the ability to try and win their argument because their argument doesn't make sense for a start. It, it's a, It's a... Let's go back to the ACCC thing, and I'll tell you the other thing that might, because you think now, right now, you're thinking he's siding with the media. He's against Google on this. No, I don't understand the whole bloody thing. I think the whole argument is almost crazy. I don't see how Google being forced to bargain with media companies benefits anyone. Okay? So Google sits down with News Limited and says, uh, we are going to keep using your content in our search engine. So when when News Limited publish a story that has Trevor Long in the headline, if you search Trevor Long, the, that headline, that news item, is going to appear in a Google search. Um, if they stop doing that, News Limited stop getting all the clicks. So they lose a lot of traffic. If they stop doing that, their news site doesn't look as comprehensive. Google's news site. So does Google pay News Limited... 0.001 cents for every click they send them? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And if they do, how does EFTM fit into that? Is Google going to sit down with me? Because I tell you, I'll tell you what I want. I just want more clicks. <laughs> I don't want to be paid. I want more clicks. Um, I want more people reading my stuff. So... If Google could do anything, it would be be more transparent about the algorithm because I think people cheat the algorithm. I'm actually sick of hearing about SEO. Search engine optimization is the very thing Google should be fighting against because that's that's gaming the algorithm. The very fact that my website backend tells me I should have more internal links and I should include this keyword higher in the article. It's bull. It's stupid. I should just be able to write... Here's a headset I reviewed. Here's what the product name is. Here's what it costs. And here's my thoughts on it. And it should be treated as every other piece of content is. Now, how is it ranked? That's Google's challenge, right? That's why they have SEO tags. And that's why they, they rank better if you have more internal links and more external links. You know, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I think this is the biggest challenge. This is This is the Australian government trying to turn Google on its head when Google has a very clear business model, which is indexing the internet 
and trying to rank things on the internet ahead of the others based on its authority or its relevance. And I don't know that anyone wins. I really don't. And what I do know is consumers don't give a rat's. Consumers don't care. They'll click anyway. They'll click whatever comes up first. And the the biggest problem I think is that YouTube uh, or Google are using YouTube to uh, YouTube globally to target the Australian government. So they've posted on their global YouTube Twitter account that that creators should submit and and viewers should submit responses to the ACCC report. Um, they they want an overwhelming wave of support for Google and YouTube coming through to the ACCC. But I don't see how, let's say, Casey Neistat or MKBHD came out with a video about how the Australian government is hurting YouTube. Who gives a rats? You know, if they've got 5 million views, 400,000 are from Australia, those 400,000 people do not care what the ACCC is doing. It's, I mean, honestly, it's just a bunch of people shouting at each other for no reason. I don't see any good that comes from this. Um, I want journalism to survive more than anyone. I want media organisations to be able to make money. And I do think that Google and Facebook have a, a disproportionate share of the advertising market now, given their lack of investment in the content that is driving that market. That's what's fundamentally at fault here. And I think Google, rather than you know fighting in this way, they should just sit down with the media companies and work out how to make it better. Just something. It's crazy. Anyway, let's get on with the show. You're listening to the EFTM Podcast, Trevor Long with you. And if you've got a question about tech or you want to have a chat about anything at all going on in your world, just give us a, give us an email. Just go to the website, uh, EFTM.com, and click Ask Trev. That's what William did. G'day, William. Hello. Mate, what can I do for yeah. you? Yeah, um, I, I'm in the market for a 65-inch TV. Yeah, how much you willing um, to spend? That's what matters. Yeah, I'm just looking to spend about two or 3000 Geez, that's, I mean, that's a good budget, mate. That's a great budget because yeah. it means you can get, uh, certainly get a 2020 model. You're not looking at some kind of discounted run out kind of thing. Yep. You're not going to get an OLED from uh, from LG for that. Um, you're, mm-hmm. you're basically looking at all the Quantum Dot TVs. So Samsung's right. Q series, um, LG's Nano series, excellent TVs. I mean, right. in the okay. end, mate, like if you look at the JB Hi-Fi website, there's only, uh, I think there's eight TVs between two and three yep. grand, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, the more you spend, the better the picture, the better things are on the TV. Now, yeah. what's the difference between the Samsung Q80 and the Samsung Q20? Uh, you know, I'm not even sure the average Joe would notice. This right. this is the challenge, right? You've got to, It depends how, how much of a video file you are, how good your um, – the way the way you can tell the difference between you know blacks and colors um, yep. and those kind of things. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm I I can't. I'm I'm just my eye is not as good. My eye can see the difference between an OLED and everything else. Um, right. My eye can see the difference between a four hundred dollar TV and a two thousand dollar TV. Yeah. 
Yeah. But my brain yep. also totally appreciates that for four hundred bucks, I'm getting a great deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Th- that's yeah. my challenge. Yeah. Um, what what so, I think what you do is actually rather than looking at picture quality, you look at usage. What what apps uh-huh. do you gonna, what are you going to watch on it? Um, sport basically. Um, have you got Foxtel? Uh, yeah. You got the four K Foxtel. Yeah, I've got the IQ three. Uh, are you paying for four K though? Have you got a satellite? Um, a satellite. Uh, it's my satellite. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I would, I would immediately ring Foxtel and check whether you've got four K. Right. Okay. Um, right. The four K is just beautiful, especially right. now. It's annoying. Not everything's in four K. There's only one four uh-huh. K sport channel. I get my Formula yep. One in four K, but you certainly don't uh-huh. get a lot of AFL games in live in four K. You get a lot of them in right. replay. Um, okay. But if you're going to keep Foxtel, that's that's a massive win. But the good thing is mm-hmm. there, right? That that means you don't need Ko the app, for example. Um, uh-huh. Samsung has Ko, LG doesn't. So that would have been a right. reason I'd say, mate, just make sure you go to the Samsung. But there's no reason right. not to consider the the LG. I think uh-huh. LG's operating system is better than Samsung's. I just uh-huh. I kind of like it the way the mouse, uh, the magic mouse in the remote works. Um, yep. Honestly, mate, walk into JB Hi-Fi and and mm-hmm. choose it by the look of the TV in terms of the frame, uh-huh. the design. And yep. then ask them to grab the remote and play with the menu, right? Yeah. See what it looks like yep. to, to navigate things. But, mate, right. then just drive a bloody hard bargain. Do the best deal you can yeah. you can do on any of those TVs. And if you okay. can, spend a little less and buy a sound bar as well. Right. Because, okay. mate, I'll be sound makes as big a difference to pick. I reckon the difference between watching a, TV, watching a show on a $3,000 TV with no sound bar and a two thousand mm-hmm. dollar TV with a soundbar, everyone would yeah. pick the two thousand dollar TV with a soundbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Happy right. shopping, mate. Okay, thanks so much, Nicole. No worries, mate. Good see, luck. See you Good, yeah, okay, cheers, bye-bye. mate. Good luck with the shopping. I feel like I get to go along with people, you know, to the shops. Um, but unfortunately, if I was to do that, it would it would cost you more than the price of the televisions, because <laughs> I can't imagine doing it um, randomly every every day of the week. But it'd be a fun service. Um, because obviously it'd be like an independent service. You, like I trust the the retail staff, but in the end they're they're just there to get rid of some TVs. Um, so anyway, uh, good luck shopping. And if you've got uh, questions about your own TV buying, get in touch. Go to the website. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. If you've got a question about technology, get in touch uh, anytime. Just go to the website eftm.com. That's what Greg did. G'day, Greg. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, real good, buddy. What can I do for you? Trevor, I was looking to upgrade my Apple Basic uh, uh, iPods. The headphones? Uh, Yes. So you just got the ones that came in the box with the cable, yeah? Yeah. Uh, No, 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 no. I've got the the cordless ones. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm looking to up up something. These ones just don't quite sit right in my ear. Uh. And I wanted to know if you've done a test on any of the other products available like the upgrade apple whether that's so much better or is there anything you know with better sound but not as dear it's mate that's a bloody it's a tough one because it's the hardest thing to buy isn't it because you can't try before you buy like correct they're not sitting there allowing you to stick them in your ears and you know what everyone's ears are different yes they are so i'll tell you my experience with uh wireless headphones um i never liked the original airpods because they would fall out of my ears um, they, they just wouldn't stay in. That, that was just, I just could never get them to stay in. Um, so 
I, I kind of never really enjoyed wearing them. The AirPods Pro, so the newer versions, are yeah. better, right? Right. They are definitely better because they're actually, you'll see they've got that rubber tip on them. They're actually made to stick inside your ear canal, right? So they're, they're kind of okay. shoved down in there. Yeah, so okay. They're definitely better, but they're 400 bucks. Yeah, I, that, that's all right. I don't mind. The other ones are 250 I believe. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Around there, 250 400 but Yeah, but you already own those. Quality. You want quality. So so here's the one I I would tempt you with. Yeah, go on. Jabra Elite 75T. Okay. They, they come in, A, they come in multiple colours, which I which appeals to me because I, I like the blue ones. They're cool. Um, they absolutely are like the AirPods Pro. They stick into your ears. They, they very much go down into your ears. And honestly, I think they're the best sound quality. Okay. For, so they're better than, better, than the, better than your Apple? I think so. Yep. Okay. Yep. And okay. Um, I've got a couple of mates who wear them as well, and they agree they're, they're a great sound quality. Um, they they don't have active noise cancelling like the AirPods Pro, but who the hell needs active noise cancelling these days? We're not flying anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Running? Running, excellent. Yeah. Actually, my mate Rob, who um, who is you know one of those people that weirdly goes out every morning and goes for a run, I just can't relate, yep. loves the Jabra Elites. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I, personally... Oh. My recommendation to you is the Jabra Elite 75Ts. Um, but y- y- if you if you can't bring yourself to go a different brand, then, mate, the Apple AirPods Pro are definitely better stuck in the ear than the original AirPods. Yeah, mate, I'm open, I'm open to change. Don't worry about that. Right, well, no, that sounds good. That let sounds me know good. what now, you buy and what you think of them. Where and where do, you, where do I buy them? JB Hi-Fi's got them all. JB Hi-Fi, and we can get them online. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking at it right all now. All right. That sounds too easy. All right, champion. Good luck. You've done well. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for getting in touch. No worries, Trevor. And if you've got a question like Greg, just go to the website, EFTM.com. This is the EFTM podcast. Oh, it's a big week in mobile phones. Uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra go on sale this Friday. To be very clear, I can't tell you until next week, probably just wait until Two Blokes Talking Tech later in the week, uh, what I think of the phone because I'm under strict review embargo until tomorrow. But uh, I can talk to uh, someone about it, and that is the Vice President of IT and Mobile at Samsung Australia, Gary McGregor, and he joins me on the line. G'day, Gary. How are you, Trevor? If you were thinking you were going to find out what I thought of the phone, no, not happening. I can't tell you, mate. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was waiting. We're all waiting to understand what you think of the phone. Uh, Look, I think I'm allowed to say it's a great phone. It's unbelievable. It's got a great whole range of great features. I am actually loving using it. It's just too big for me, and everyone who knows me knows I don't like a massive phone, so the note range is not really entirely for me. But I think that's the point. The point is the note range is it's kind of its own market segment, which you're, you've both got a loyal fan base in, but you're also kind of just slowly pushing people into through the standard Note 20 versus the Note 20 Ultra. Is that how that kind of breakdown of those two devices works? That's exactly right. We uh, Last year with the, the Note 10, we brought out two, two variants and it, it scared people a little bit because there was a, a view of is it a bigger screen and a smaller screen. But what we found was one of the, the biggest barriers for people moving across to the Note was the, was the size of it. Mm. And they almost felt it was, it was too technical for them. So what we've done this time around is we have the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra. And you're right, the Note 20 Ultra is aimed at that loyal base. That The loyalty numbers on Note are phenomenal. It's nearly 95% of people who have a previous Note upgrade to the new Note. Wow. 
I mean, you don't see that in in any other smartphone. I would have thought. I can't think of many industries where you have that kind of that kind of loyalty. It's it's phenomenal. And then the the Note Twenty is essentially designed for those who are new to Note, and it's not it's not descoped or despecked well, in a way that's say, meaningful. It's, it's everything a Note always was. Uh, it really only like physically, it's very slightly smaller. Um, it doesn't have the rounded edge screen. I was actually in JB Hi-Fi the other day looking at the the standard Note Twenty and. I for a moment though I had to triple check that it was the note by looking at the bottom to see the 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 S pen in in the bottom because you know it really resonates like a, a Galaxy S phone um, in, in its look and feel and and, and size. Um, I I do think it's a really compelling uh, device for people who have thought about the note. But as you say, it's just maybe it's just that bridge too far for them. So it's really it's really about giving you everything. Note um, in terms of the pen. I mean, let's be honest, the S Pen is the standout feature of the Note, right? It is. It's why the majority of people buy it is for the pen, and I think that's what generates the loyalty as well. Because once you've started to use a pen on mobile, and writing on glass is still alien to a lot of us, and I'm yep. sure you've been like me when I sign something on glass and digitally, yep. I go, "That's not my signature. That could be anyone." Yeah, when, but, but it's whereas, better than your finger. You know, when you get a courier and they they want you to use your <laughs> fingertip, it's like that is not at all right. But at least there's the the sensation of of reality here. That's right. And that's why we focus this time around on the pen. So it's got nine milliseconds latency. So essentially, it's as close to writing with a pen on paper as you're going to receive digitally. So that's what's getting a lot of people excited. And I think that's what's been reflected in the, the pre-sales results thus far. And, and how have those pre-sales been? Because obviously, this is a standard feature these days uh, with you and, and other um, competitors. You, you announce a phone. It's available for pre, pre-order through both the telcos directly and the retailers for, for a week or two. Um, and that's a good moment for you, isn't it? I, I assume you look at that almost hourly to see how things are tracking. How are we going year on year? Absolutely right. It's a great test to to get a feel for what's going to happen when the when the product launches to get feedback from the customers because what what you're doing is you're obviously we're we're rewarding our loyal customers and the people who know about the product and and want it but it's also to understand what what are the barriers or what what are the feedback is as well and this time around and because of the the two variants uh, our net number is slightly ahead of where we were last year Mm -hmm. and I think it's fascinating because obviously the market conditions this year are, are wildly different to what we've had in any any previous years. And we know that technology is playing a, a greater uh, importance in people's lives than what it was before. And people are doing more research. And I think what's happening is the amount of research that's being done, they're realizing this is the product for, for them. Mm. And as such, they're, they're going out and, and purchasing. Naturally, at this moment in time, our numbers are skewed to the, the Note 20 Ultra. Right. I was going uh, to ask that because you obviously, you know, you have to work with headquarters in Korea to not just get the thing to market, but get your your fair share of the market because it's got to go around the world. You have to make it. You have to make a judgment on how many you're going to bring in in a container in a shipment and what colours they're going to be, what sizes they're going to be. So, how well are you able to judge the market in advance in terms of we think it's going to be X percent, you know, ultras, and it's tracking well that way. 
It's, it's a very complex, put it this way, I, I have to make very good friends with my counterparts in other countries and we end up trading off from time to time on allocation on production lines to make sure we're getting the, the model and the colour splits that we see. We've the, the Australian market has become more more scientific. But to give you an idea, we, we under forecast the, the ultra numbers this time around. Okay. They are significantly more than we, we planned. And similarly, the color mix, we have had a massive swing towards the bronze color. Which and is the hero. The you always hero. have a hero right. color that's going to be in the billboards. But I think even when we got together and, and for, the, for the launch um, session to talk about the phone, you know, I, I think the bronze is, is nice. But I think I thought the black was, was you know, a really, really sensational looking color. But, you know, the bronze also doesn't have the mirrored finish on the Ultra, and I wonder how that um, that appeals to people in terms of fingerprints and stuff like that. It's funny how the little things, I think, could make a massive difference. It, it is, that, and that's absolutely, absolutely right. So we're... We're getting feedback from because again the forecasting process isn't just just us. We have partners in the middle, be yeah. that retailers, be it carriers, and they give us their forecasts and insights. And a lot of them tend to be more historical looking rather than forward looking. Oh, and the, the yep. safe bet on a premium smartphone is to go black. Yep. And so where we're seeing that shift, but again, I think it highlights that your your smartphone is an extension of you. It's a personalization of who you are and it says a lot about you so people are really thinking more more about the the colors and how they can accessorize it speaking of accessories uh yesterday afternoon i went back to jb hi-fi and and i bought the it's strange to me that days before the phone is available i can buy a case for it now obviously i'm probably the only one buying a case for it because there's no one else walking with them but the i mean 54 dollars for a case for a phone is actually a really good price for a solid case and let me tell you what a case does to the Note 20 Ultra. It takes away that camera bump, which you got to be honest. I knew you were going to say that. It's, uh -huh. I mean, it's it's someone described to me it as, as going from from an island to a continent. I mean, it's a big bump, right? But now that that's gone, it 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 actually feels more like a, a phone I'd be used to holding. And I think that's that I, that's also the power of retail is just just being able to sell you that accessory that you, you potentially need. You're spending two grand on a device. Um, Put a cover on it. And that's it. And I think what's happened here, and we've seen accessories and case sales really accelerate in in the last 12 months, I would say. It's really noticeable in the last 12 months. And what's happened in that time is Australians have gone from, and this is the vast majority, not all, but I would say about 85% of Australians were purchasing a smartphone on a contract. And the, the general behavior would be if you walk into a, a retail store and you would be spending, say, $90 a month. Yep. And that would cover your carriage. So that would be unlimited, more often than not, it's unlimited calls, texts, and um, big data pool, say 50 gig of data. And now what's happened is carriers have all moved to what we term as more of a non-subsidized model. You're, basically so they've pay, you're paying off the, the product over a, a division it, of months. Exactly. So it's the RRP of the product by either 24 or 36, or you can choose 12 months. And then your carriage contract is separate. So the, the deals that are out there now, uh, customer says, okay, I was paying 90. Now I'm being asked to pay $65 for 60 gig of data. Uh, and that leaves me then 25, maybe 35, what, to 100. Yeah. Hang on a second. 
that doesn't get me up to the, the tier of product that, that I want. Yeah. So suddenly the, the perceived value of a smartphone has gone up because people are buying it and owning it outright. There's not this view of, I got it free. The number of people that would tell me I get my phone for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can promise you we're not selling it for free. And I doubt the partner that we've sold it to is giving it to you for free. So yeah, that is has, forced people to look at what we need now. Has that resulted in a shift um, in in the, the market, the channels as, as they're described in the industry? Um, I get the sense that, you know, you, I mean, I don't go to Harvey's as much as I go to JB just because I don't have a Harvey's locally. Uh, they are building one. But um, I just get a feeling that JB are kind of upping their game in terms of the, the direct-to-consumer mobile phone model. Um, that, that feels like people are more willing to spend up front. And that's exactly what's happening, Trevor. So we're, we're seeing historically uh, a Harvey's or a JB and probably a little more so a JB was a destination for people to do research. So we, we talk about the, the, the customer life cycle journey and essentially that would almost start online. For some people it would start online mm. and then they would go into a retail store and touch and feel the products and try to understand them. Uh, some would just go straight into the retail store, but then once they decided what they wanted and what device they wanted, they would walk across the mall and generally walk into a tell shop to serve Vodafone store and then sign up on a contract. Mm -hmm. However, now what's happening is there's, there's deals to be had. And because their product, their smartphone has now been decoupled from their plan, yep. people are, and obviously we're all looking for value in one way or the other. And the retailers are perceived to be having better value than what's happening in carriers. And as such, they're now converting within retailers. So retailers are becoming a lot more complex and a lot more solution-led as well and offering a full suite of solutions, whether it be in some retailers you can sign up on a on a contract uh, uh, and you can get the, the device, you can get the device there. And in many cases, that contract can actually be better value than what you would receive within a carrier. Does that change the, the in-store marketing process? Because I, on the, I think it was Saturday, I went into JB's and I was a little shocked to see the note are there. You know, it wasn't a dummy. It was the, it was the real thing sitting there. Has that always happened or am I, because I feel like getting access to the phone, you know, early is also a great way of enticing people to be ready for the sale. And that's exactly it. So we uh, we can see a spike in our pre-sales numbers from when we get the live units into into right. store. Now, now keep in mind we we're not we're not sitting and it's not boxes of cornflakes. We're not sitting in these products for months before we bring them into the market. Right. It's such a fine line from products coming off the production line coming into country, clearing customs, getting out to these distinct stores. So we pushed that as fast as we could this time so that people could get hands-on with it. And yeah, we're, we're seeing a, a natural upturn in pre-sales as soon as these products get, get onto to retail shelves. So I know that there's... There's a big push and there's a big shift to online and everyone's doing well in online. But in Australia, we're still a little bit behind the rest of the globe when it comes to online shift in sales. Yeah, man. Well, in the UK and the UK. In the UK, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're buying online in, in huge numbers, aren't they? That's right. That's absolutely right. Personally, I can't wait to uh, try the, the standard Note 20 because I think at 1499 <laughs> I actually think it's going to be one of the best value premium smartphones because that's actually a really good price compared to the very top end of both yours and your biggest competitor's market. 
Um, and I think it offers what most people want from a note, um, you know, minus a, a few few things here and there. But um, I think it'll be fascinating to see um, the the response to that product. But obviously, in your pre-sales, I think that's your 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 biggest kind of fan market. I think the next few months might see a, a shift, perhaps back towards the standard note. But I could be completely and utterly wrong, Gary. I think that's a fairly good insight, Trevor. Absolutely. All right. Well, congratulations on the product. Good luck with the uh, with the official launch as it, as it uh, approaches at the end of the week. And more importantly, mate, I appreciate, as always, your, your generous time. Not at all. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Trevor. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you've got a question about technology, get in touch. Trevor along with you and here to help you with any tech questions you got or cars, whatever it might be, that uh, we do here at EFTM.com. Tom's on the line. G'day, Tom. G'day. How are you, Trevor? Yeah, good, mate. How's life out in Orange? Uh, pretty cool at the moment and expecting snow in the next couple of days. Oh, blimey. That's, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's good if you stay inside. I'll tell you what, don't go to Mount Canobolus at the, at the time. It'll be freezing. I went, up there, <laughs> I went up there a month or two ago and, oh, my God, it was cold. <laughs> I what, think we've got maximum of six today. Oh, Jesus. What can I do you for, mate? Um, I've got thousands and thousands and thousands of photographs. Yep. I had a hard hard drive crash not too long ago and had over a quarter quarter of a million um, photos on that and mm-hmm. taken a lot more since, and my yep. wife's added a lot to that. Yep. Um, we're desperately trying to find some way to sort them and to uh, rid ourselves of all the duplicates we somehow end up with yeah. and um, seeking some advice on that as to whether any of these sticks that you see advertised are worthwhile getting or whether some software we can get or... How we can go about it. So first and foremost, the photo sticks and all those things, I don't think they're any good. Yep. I've, I've tried a couple. They they do broadly do what they say they do, like they, they do what they say on the box. Yep. But I don't think they're a, they're a reasonable long-term solution. I genuinely don't think that it's a great idea. Yep. Honestly, have you, have you got NBN? Yes, yes. Have you got unlimited data? Yes, my best advice, and you're gonna, you might hate it, but please believe me, it's the greatest thing you'll ever do. Is use Google Photos. Okay. So here's, and I've told this story before, people that, that have heard it, but I use Google Photos and have got every photo I've taken and received taken since 1995. Yep. Um, and obviously, in the more in the last 10 years, that's been a lot more because of digital photos. But <laughs> you know, I had like you, I had a hard drive, and so. It's it's a complicated thing to get started on, but once there is an app you can download, you can kind of tell it to sh- to look at a folder, and it'll just it just slowly uploads all your photos to the internet, which is why you need unlimited data. It's gonna it's gonna yep. take some time, and it's gonna you know I've got one point three terabytes of photos stored on Google Cloud. Now <laughs> now I pay oh, off the top of my head, I think I pay twenty five bucks a month for two terabytes of storage. You only need to pay what you use, so you can get smaller plans, obviously. But here's why it's great. Once they're uploaded, where possible, if there's if there's data, if they're, if they're digital, it'll it'll sort them by date. But otherwise, it has facial recognition and object recognition. So I'll give you an example. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna write transmission tower. That might be too detailed, but I'm gonna search my photos for transmission tower yep and i tell you right now one of the first pictures that's come up is from mount canobolus 
<laughs> uh, it's also come up with a picture of the Channel Line towel where I where I do some work. It's come up yep. with photos because I've taken photos of lots of weird towels because I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> like it is, I can type. Here's what I can type: red car. I can search for a red car. Now there'll be photos that are not what I'm looking for. There'll be photos that you're like, why on earth is it telling me this is a red car? Who knows? But there are certainly photos of all the red cars I've ever driven. Like, it is yep. phenomenal. And most importantly, it recognises faces. So I can type Jackson Long, my son, and it will show me yep. every photo that contains my son. And let me tell you, it's remarkable how well it finds people, even in the background of a photo. It's brilliant. That sounds absolutely tremendous. We were certainly very dubious of, of buying one of those sticks. We just sort of thought they sounded too good to be true. And this stuff's stored um, in the cloud, right? So the reason for yep. that is the reason that's great is because your hard drive won't fail. If you were to have some horrible thing like a, a house burn down, the, the, the photos are in the cloud. Um, yep. And you know you're paying. You should unless you, unless you need such a small amount of storage, you've got to pay for it. You're paying for a service, and I believe the service that is. Search. Um, uh, it, it, you can do little fun video compilations. So here's here's my favourite thing. Uh, on my son's, my daughter's birthday is in like two weeks. I can yep. do so. I can click on my daughter's face in Google Photos, <clears throat> and I can then choose for it to make a little video called "How Quickly They Grow Up," and it creates this cool little video of random photos of her to music. Um, but I, but I can I can critically do this on my computer. I can do it on my phone. I can do it on a tablet. And you know what? If you go to someone else's house and you say, oh, my phone's dead and I want to show you this photo, you can log into your Google account on their computer and use right. it. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it is unbelievable in terms of the way it will categorize and store your photos forever and a day. Yep. And, then, yep. and then what yep. you do is you install it on your phone and every photo you take on your phone just automatically gets added to the, to the Google Photos library. Okay. It just does it automatically for yep. you. Absolutely. Ah, so cool. That's yeah, that's is cool. That's it's really cool. <laughs> and mate, you're, you, it, it'll become that thing where when you're at a dinner, um, and what's the name of the big pub in town? Uh, the hotel. I'm trying to remember where we went for dinner. It was awesome. It was a lovely pub, yep. big joint. Yep. Um, you, you're there with your mates, and you can just you can just bring out your phone and you can search for a silly photo of one mate from ten years ago because it's got such great facial recognition. It's brilliant. <laughs> Google Photos, Tom, enjoy. Yep, I will. That That's tremendous advice. That, that takes a weight off my shoulders because I'm just getting so many, I just didn't know what yeah. to do with them right. and how to get rid of all the duplicates. Uh, so that, that'll take a great weight off my shoulders. It'll really even suggest that. when a photo is sideways, do you want to swap, swap it around and stuff like that? It's very cool. Yeah, all right, that's Tom, tremendous. enjoy. I really, really, really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Good Trevor. Good luck, mate. We'll look forward to hearing from you once you've uh, once you've got all the photos uploaded. Thank you, Dave. I'll let you know. Cheers, mate. Thank and, you. Uh, if you've got a question like Tom, doesn't matter what it is, uh, get in touch anytime. Happy to hear from you. Just go to the website, EFTM.com, and click Ask Trev. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Got a tech question? Happy to help Trev along with you to help you uh, decide what to buy, to help you choose what to get rid of, and just generally talk tech. Tina's on the line. G'day, Tina. Hi. How you going? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? Uh, look, I've got an old iPhone 6 Plus and I, I'm wondering, should I upgrade now to an 11 or should I hold out for the 12? You've held out this long. You may as well hold out a bit longer, eh? I mean, yeah. how long have you had the 6 Plus since it was new or did you get that only in a few I have, after? yeah. Four, four years. It, it's going strong still. Needs to recharge twice a day. Um, yeah, right. You know, you yeah. can just get the battery replaced. 
Really? Yeah. Apple will replace oh. the battery and that thing will be back acting like new. Oh, I probably would like a new camera maybe is what there I'm you thinking. Go. That's exactly yeah. my next question was, but yeah. you won't get all the benefits of a new camera. So iPhone 12, uh, I would expect, what is it now, uh, late, late August, we'll probably get an announcement in about a month. Uh, for the iPhone 12, probably won't be available till October though. Um, yeah. From what we've seen already, from you know leaks and whatnot, you know it's going to be a slightly different design. So it's going to be a square design like the iPhone 5 was. Do you remember the iPhone 5? I do. Four very squared edges instead of those round ones on the 6 Plus. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. It's very really. Um, um, it's very vain, really. Do, do you want to look like you've got the latest phone, or do you just want to update? Because for me. I don't know. I'm sure they're going to have some amazing improvements in performance. I'm sure they're going to have some incremental improvements in the camera. But for me, the camera on the standard iPhone 11, not even the, the 11 Pro, is excellent. Like, it is brilliant. So if you were to buy, are you buying outright or on a plan? Um, outright. If you were to buy whichever iPhone today that you can afford, whether it's an 11, 11 Pro, or 11 Pro Max, doesn't yep. matter. They're all They're excellent phones, all of them. Personally, yep. if I'm spending my own money outright, I'm just going to get the standard 11. I don't think yeah. the benefit of the Pro in everyday life is as great as you might perceive. And but I'm gonna I'm gonna be filthy at myself for not getting the 12 in two months because yeah. if you're someone who can hold on to an iPhone as long as you have, Tina, <laughs> then your the iPhone 11 that you buy today in four years from now is going to look really old. Okay. Whereas, whereas the iPhone 12. It's yep. going to feel new for much longer. That That's the simple, vain reason why I would yep. wait for the iPhone 12. And I believe the iPhone 12 will come in multiple – I think there will be an iPhone 12. I think there will be an iPhone 12 Max. I think there will be an iPhone 12 Pro and an iPhone Pro, Pro, 12 Pro Max. I think there will be four. <laughs> and I think that as an iPhone 6 Plus user, the iPhone 12 Max is probably the one for you. Okay. Well, you've sold me. I'm going to hold out for another few months. <laughs> hold out. Put a bit more money aside because you're going to need a bit. Like this is yeah. going to be a $1,700, $1,800 purchase at least. Oh, holy dooly. <laughs> yeah. So you might want to huh. keep saving those pennies, Tina. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck. Happy shopping. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No Bye. Worries. Uh, if you've got a question like Tina, just jump on the website. Happy to help wherever we can. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM well, there's a problem we've been talking about for, well, decades, um, viruses, scams, cyber criminals. Uh, and to be honest, in, in 2020, I think scams are a bigger risk than viruses on your computer because it can hit your hip pocket. And unfortunately, people are still being scammed by, well, things that you would like to think that are obvious. But in reality, it's happening more and more. There are some staggering numbers around right now. Uh, thanks to Scamwatch, uh, the government body that kind of tries to monitor these things. And it is Nationals Scams Awareness Week. So uh, I thought it was important that we talk about that. And one of the one of the big targets of scams, not as as in they're being scammed, but because they, they're being used as a portion of the scamming process is the NBN. And Jane McNamara, Head of State and Social Media at the NBN, joins me on the line. G'day, Jane. Good to be with you, Trevor. Listen, I mean, it's a massive problem and the NBN is kind of right at the heart of it, aren't you? Because people are, are using the NBN as a part of their scamming. Scammers are absolutely using the reputable brand of NBN Co to target 
unassuming Australians. And I think it's really important to note uh, that everyone is a target, no one is immune in the community, uh, and it's it's really important that we use weeks like National Scams Awareness Week to equip and arm the community with tips to protect themselves from these scammers. And they're, and they're massive numbers too. You know, over 2,500 or nearly 2,500 reported to Scamwatch in just the first six months of this year. Yes, and losses of more than $320,000. And that's just NBN-themed scams, to be clear. That's that's not all scams. That's just NBN. And if you think about all the other big brands and telcos, uh, I remember you know it wasn't long ago that you know Telstra and Microsoft were big targets of this. So basically what the scammers do is they, they look at a brand that people know well um, and have some faith and trust in and they try and utilize that as a portion of their scamming target so whether it's phishing or whether it's a phone call whether it's an email they either purport to be from that organization or they try and use that organization in some way as the hook to getting you to hand over a bit of credit card money don't they and so sophisticated and always evolving and that's the trouble is that you know one scam may pop up and it might do the rounds for a little while but they're continuing to evolve and become so sophisticated uh, that you know really we always have to be vigilant and alert and and I think one of the things that many of us and I say us because I think you know even even I sit here and think I'm I'm immune to scams you know but you've got to be vigilant and the other part of it is even if you are the most hyper vigilant person What about everyone else in your life? Because I think some of the biggest numbers of losses in terms of dollars come from people 65 years and older, and they're the people we need to be on the lookout for. You know, your mum, your dad, your grandparents, your neighbours, you know, it's it's really, maybe this is the week where you pull out the, the, the door knocker and you actually knock on the door and ask them a question whether they're, whether they're aware of these things going on. Have a cuppa and talk about it. Absolutely. And we would really encourage the community you know, not just during National Scams Awareness Week, uh, but every day to be, you know, safe and look after one another uh, and to take the time to, you know, educate yourself. We at MBN Co take that responsibility of educating the community really seriously when it comes to scammers. And that's why we're, you know, holding a a range of information sessions across the country, uh, mostly virtually this Mm -hmm. week. And we would love people to... um, you know, register, come along to an event, find out about those new NBN theme scams and some of the evolving ones, as well as, you know, those top tips to how to protect yourself from scammers. And then let's share it with our loved ones. Let's share it with our friends and families, because I think the the more that we can do together to combat scammers, uh, the more protected and safe we will be, um, you know, each and every day. And, and so to do that, it's uh, they've, as you say, the virtual events, you've got to be on Facebook. You go to the NBN Australia Facebook page and look at the events. There's a whole range of sessions occurring uh, this week just about how to spot a scam and, um, you know, things you need to know. And I think one of the important things there is that it, it might just be some takeouts that you have uh, after you've seen these kind of sessions that you can arm yourself with those little tidbits. Because I think one of the things that helps, Jane, is actual kind of examples and I think there are a couple that that have been listed by the NBN this week where you know you talk about how it might be a a kind of a fraudulent invoice being sent that may look legit but it could be the biggest scam uh, under the sun to, to many people and again especially those over 65s. 
Absolutely. And, you know, we know that um, over 65s are, uh, are definitely more vulnerable, but we've seen some stats that show, you know, much younger age groups are, are falling victim to scammers as well. And you're, you're quite right. You know, in addition to those kind of stock standard NBN theme scams that we've seen in recent months, the Nicole from NBN, I think, is probably the most popular spoken about scam. Mm. You know, Nicole's been joined by Carol. So, you know, it's, it is showing the sophistication and the evolution of scams. Uh, and the two new theme scams, as you mentioned, that fraudulent NBN invoice um, where it, it, you know, is asking for payment after a scam a scammer has offered an NBN upgrade over the phone. You know, we, we know that that is doing the rounds. In fact, uh, I have an example in Western Australia uh, where, you know, someone lost a lot of money because they were they thought the invoice was legitimate. Yeah. And I think the, the other one that we know is new and has just popped up recently is where scammers will ask you to move away from your computer, <laughs> you know, instructs individuals to cover the screen or move out of the room because of harmful rate radiation or, um, you know, UV rays, that and that allows the scammers unmonitored access, you know, to the devices. So, again, we've heard about a couple of those this week where people have lost significant, significant amounts of money. Uh, so, you know, it does go to show that, uh, you know, and, and sometimes people, you know, don't, don't think anything of it because the rollout is happening across the country. You know, people see our crews out and about on the ground and these scammers are so sophisticated that they will go and do as much research as possible and find out where the network is rolling out, where our crews are. So people actually who get a scam call think it's quite legitimate. And I think this is the challenge, right? We, there's no real cut and dry, black and white way of saying, here's how to find a scam. But you just need to think twice about all those calls, especially when the call comes to you. I think that's the critical thing that scammers in the last five, 10 years have realised is email scams aren't as, aren't as successful as phone scams because well, we get less phone calls. You, you, they feel more legitimate when, you know, when, when someone calls and says they're from somewhere. But the, the really simple thing is, I don't I don't know is there a reason why an individual would ever get a phone call unsolicited from the NBN I can't imagine there is it's such a good question, Trevor, and, and that's why we've uh, listed some of our top tips on the NBN website, nbn.com.au forward slash scam advice, for information on how to identify and avoid potential scammers um, or for advice if you suspect you have been scammed. You're quite right. NBN Co, as the wholesaler, will not call you as an individual. Trevor, we don't have your personal information. We don't know your address, your phone number, anything like that. So, we will not be calling you. And if someone is claiming to be from NBN Co, um, what would we what we would suggest is that you actually hang up and call your phone and internet yeah. provider via their customer care number to see if the call was legitimate. Yeah. Because the only time NBN Co would really reach out to you is if you as an individual have made an inquiry to NBN Co via their customer care centre and you've received a response with an inquiry reference number. Mm. Other than that, we will not reach out. And I think, uh, you know, some of those those top tips uh, around um, how to protect yourself, you know, a couple that, you know, make sense and, and that people might not think about mm. is that MBN code does not make automated calls, you know, robocalls um, to advise of disconnections to NBN. Uh, we, you know, do not engage with these calls because they're absolutely a scam call. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's really important to note that, you know, MBN code is the wholesaler, which means we do not sell phone or internet services directly yeah. to the public.
and and the, and you're not. That if there, so I'll give you the example. Uh, I have Aussie broadband at home at, at the office, and when there's an outage, I get a I get a text message from Aussie broadband about planned works. You know, NBN is doing upgrades in your area between midnight and three a.m. You know, Thursday night. The NBN doesn't tell me that. Aussie Broadband do, because the NBN don't see me as a customer. Uh, Aussie Broadband is the NBN's customer, and I am Aussie Broadband's customer. That's, I guess, the link that we need to remind people on. That's why it's quite unlikely that you'll hear from the NBN in any circumstance, and you need to question those calls, those letters, those emails. Um, And as you say, pick up the phone to your own provider. And as a broad-based brush here, this applies to everything, Um, people, banks, telcos um that it's the same thing if you get a call feel free to hang up and just ring the organization involved if you're a customer of them and they'll sort if they need your money <laughs> they'll certainly tell you but ask them directly after you've made the call and the reach out to them it's actually really um there's a lot of great info there on the on the website uh jane uh, mbnco.com.au forward slash scam advice plus as i said on the nbn facebook page you can look for the events and you can join those virtual events where you can get some information about scam scam awareness week and those events run uh, pretty much all week and you're doing some state-based stuff as well so if you're in victoria there's a session on on friday at one o'clock if you're in wa there's one at 10 o'clock on friday there's a whole bunch of um bunch of sessions you can join into and i think it's i think it's important that the nbn plays a role in this educational process around not just the scams that are occurring relating the nbn but just generally keeping the the spotlight on on a thing like scam awareness week and jane it's it's really good to hear those tips from you and i appreciate your time thanks trevor Got a tech question? Uh, hit me up anytime you like. Go to the website uh, and click Ask Trev. Vanessa did. G'day. How are you? Hi, Trevor. How are you going? Really good. What can I do for you? Well, I'm just a bit stuck with this tech stuff. So, because uh. um, <laughs> I run a farm and I'm really busy, my hands are always active. And I what are you running? Cattle or crops? Uh, a bit of cattle, a bit of horses, uh, a bit of everything, really. Okay. Wow. Um, in this beautiful, beautiful place called Euroa, Victoria. You've got an electric. Car charges at Euroa on the highway. <laughs> yeah, I don't go out very much. I like the farm, so I stay on site. But I'm hey, really 2020 busy. is a good year to be on the farm, I think. <laughs> it is a great time to be on the farm. Um, but I'm setting it all up from scratch. Yeah. So I'm constantly on machinery or, you know, I've just ran nine kilometres of fencing and I'm always doing stuff with my hands and I don't have time to answer and hold calls and yeah. hold the phone. <clears throat> totally. Um, so I've had a Jabra earpiece, that I, the Jabra Storm, which I loved, um, but the, they don't make them anymore. And the new ones I find really painful to wear. Um, so I'm trying to find an alternative uh, ear. What, why do you find them painful? What, 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 what's their mechanism? How do they attach? Um, the, they've got the hook, the new ones. They've got the hooks over the back of the ear, which the Storm had, but it's a lot. this one's a lot thinner. And it just seems to cut in a lot. It's probably getting a bit easier now. It's sort of stretched a bit, but it's taken, mm. I don't know, six months to get used to. Um, and I almost, I wear it well, almost 24 hours a day. I don't sleep in it. But <laughs> Yeah. I, <laughs> but. Would argue, I would argue it's the least most reviewed or covered area of technology, uh, these kind of – because obviously – you know, AirPods and Samsung, all those kind of earbud things are heavily reviewed because they're, they're selling like hotcakes. But what you're talking about is more a traditional Bluetooth earpiece, you know, for phone calls and, and that kind of stuff. I'll yes. be honest, I'm, I'm only going to give you one recommendation. It's not because it's the only one to buy, but it's because mm-hmm. I own three of them. 
I mm-hmm. live and die by this headset. <clears throat> now, I don't wear it 24-7. So that's the only thing I, I would say is <laughs> I can't say how it would be. But I wear it for about four hours on a Tuesday morning. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's what I use. I do all my radio segments on it. So I because I, I can just kind of walk and I don't know. It's a bit weird, but I'm just at my office. But, but I just like to <laughs> – it's also – better quality than anything I've ever used before. So okay. it's, it's a Plantronics Voyager 5200. Now, Voyager 5200, 5, yep. it's not available at JB and Harvey that I can find, but it's definitely at Officeworks, you know, mm-hmm. and, they, and they ship. It's about 179 bucks, um, mm-hmm. and you can also buy them with a case, and I've got the case as well because the case has battery built into it. So you put, okay. you put the thing away in the case and it charges itself, or it can sit on a desk in the case charging itself, or you can plug a USB cable into the headset, no dramas. But I, I really liked having the case. Honestly, uh, noise cancellation so people can hear you better even if you're out on equipment. Trust me, mm-hmm. the, they will be able to hear you and not the equipment. Um, awesome. It has the big loop over the ear. It's quite That's where the bulk of the technology is. So it's quite a, it looks like a hearing aid, I won't lie. It's a big thing mm-hmm. behind your ear. But it's yeah. also got voice recognition so you can just say answer and it will answer the calls. You know, basic things. I, I think... Quality-wise, it is a phenomenal headset, and I, I, all I can do is ask you to have a look at it. It's, yeah, it uh, sounds great. It's, it's yeah, because it sounds stable on the ear as well. It's not going to fall out if no, I'm. Just make sure it. when you get it that you know there's multiple earbuds that can that you can get on the end. You know, you get one that kind of fits in your ear, kind of socket. Um, yes, that's that's the thing. If you've got that wrong, it kind of it kind of dangles out. But because it's hooked over your ear, it never goes. It's never yes. It's never not in your ear. Um, it's fantastic. So, yeah, the Plantronics Voyager 5200 is brilliant. I, I genuinely yeah. think it's the perfect uh, headset for that kind of work. That sounds awesome. What was the word before Voyager? Plantronics. That's the brand name. Plantronics. Yeah, okay, they're gotcha. huge. Plantronics, uh, if you speak to anyone from Plantronics, they'll tell you that the words um, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind were uttered on a Plantronics um, <laughs> microphone headset. So that's that's where the heritage is. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, that's because there's, there's a huge variance in price. Like the Beats, yeah. the uh, the Beats ones, they're like three hundred and something dollars. And I wondered why there was such a difference between the sort of the seventy dollar ones versus the three hundred fifty dollar oh, ones. And look, I think for if you were ta- if you said to me, I want to listen to music and everything as well, then that's a different that's a different headset. Okay, and that's where your Beats and stuff come in. That's okay. that's what they're for. I mean, you can. Don't get me wrong. You can have your radio and your music coming through this, but it's one ear. It's not two ears. Yep. Um, yep. There's, there's a whole different market, really. Um, mm. I, I would personally argue that if you if you wanted to have entertainment at the same time, then you do you t- you need two types of headsets basically. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and like that, the reason I own three of these, by the way, is I've got one in the car, one at my office, <laughs> and one at home. Because if I take it with me, I always leave it in the car or I leave it at home. So I'm that yeah. stupid. I bought three of them. Yeah, well, I had three too. I just because I keep losing them. If I feel a bit awkward when people look at me a bit funny, I take it off, put it in the pocket, and inevitably I lose it. So I, that's why I just wear it all the I, time. I now. always but, said to um, uh, Pete, used to be the the man at Plantronics. He's moved on, but I always used to ha- say to him, and pardon the kind of crudeness, but I would say he'd come to me and he'd tell me about these new features, and I'd say, mate. You look like a wanker wearing it. Like, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're for people who are in their car. That's fine. It's fine when you're in your car. But I don't walk around the streets wearing this thing. 
And you, I don't think you do either. I think you're just on the farm. Yeah, I do. I do. If I go to the supermarket, people look at me a bit weird because I'm talk. They think I'm talking to myself, but I mm. just you're on the farm. Don't, you know? Yeah, I'm on the farm. Efficiency, <laughs> hands free. That's what it's called. Trying to be really efficient. And uh, so the second part of the question, Trevor, was would those earpieces also suffice for video? chats yeah. that I want to record. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. As, again, it's really just – so the difference between, you know, this and, and having other, any other form of any headphone is it obviously stands out a bit more on, on a video mm-hmm. chat. But I think you'll find, again, the best benefit to the Plantronics headset is not for you. It's actually for the other people. It's mm-hmm. such good quality at the other end. The, okay. the quality of the microphone, the quality of the noise cancelling is excellent. And that, that means you're going to get a great result for the people – watching those video um, tutorials or whatever it is you're making. Yes, except that the audio is going to come into my ear, which means if I'm looking at my laptop recording a video, then that's not going to work, is it? So I no, really what, what's wrong with that? Because, well, I'm not sure. Because I think that then no one's going to hear what I'm hearing because I've got it in my ear. I almost need a mic if I'm interviewing someone online uh, via Zoom or something, mm-hmm. then... But, so if, if it's, is it just one-to-one? Well, there's a few different projects, you know. I'm getting a bit creative in these sort of tight yep, times. Um, so orig- before COVID, I was yep. going to try and run some coaching sessions with Olympic riders overseas yep. that had been here, and I was trying to use Facebook video chat at the time yep. because I thought that was easy to do and I could create a group and then I could have the person in the UK, for example, part of that group when we were videoing it, we linked the, the devices and the rider had the earpiece on so they could ask questions of the coach and anyone else that was in the group could hear what was going on and I was getting myself in a bit of a tangle as to what devices I was going to work with there. I don't I, – I, I think it will work because okay. – um, they're just a participant in the call. So if it's a group call, then uh-huh. whoever's wearing the earpiece will hear whatever is being heard by everyone in the group. And whenever that person is talking, as long as they're not muted, they're being heard by everyone in the group. So, okay. I mean, think, you know, the simple way of thinking of these headphones is it's like carrying a fo- holding a phone up to your ear, right? It's just... yeah. But when, in terms of a laptop, it's like holding the laptop up to your ear, you know, because that laptop yeah. has speakers and a microphone. All you're doing with these headsets by pairing them to a laptop instead of a phone is you're then choosing in whatever application, whether it's Facebook Messenger, Zoom, or where, wherever it is, you're choosing the audio from the microphone of the Plantronics as the microphone source. You're choosing mm-hmm. the headphone of the Plantronics as the headphone source. Okay. So there's no... I don't see any reason why it won't work as planned. Okay. Well, I think I need to try it now <laughs> and I'll let you know how I go. I'll get, I really appreciate all of that feedback because it um, does get very confusing out there with so many different devices. No, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, hopefully this will do do the job for you. It's, at the very least, I think it will do exactly what you had with the Jabra Storm. Yes, well, I, yes, and it looks like the prices vary a little bit online, so I'll certainly, I think the uh, office work sounds like a go. Yeah, well, my, um, my, again, I know you can search out online, you can find a million places, but office works, yep. you know, I know you don't go to town much, but you can walk in and go, nah, it's rubbish, and they'll give you money back. So, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> the great thing about office works is they pretty much no questions asked returns. So if you don't like it, 
take it back. Yeah, okay. Awesome. That's all so right. good. I really appreciate your call and your advice. Thank well, you so much. I hope everything's all right and stay safe down there. You too. Stay well and warm. Cheers. Okay. Thank you. Bye. If you've got a question, anything uh, on your mind, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. Anything that's on your mind, get in touch, travel along with you and here to help you with all your tech questions. G'day, Karen. Hi there, Trevor. What can I do for you? We're looking at buying a um, 75-inch TV for mm-hmm. a theatre room um, and we just really want to spend about the 2000 mark but we're not sure which to go for. Okay. Where have you been looking? What sort of stores are you, are you looking in? Uh, we've looked at JB, yep. um, you know, Harvey Norman. Um, so you would so, you would have seen things like uh, I think Sony call it the X eight thousand. That's that's about two and a half, I think. That's uh, the one we had looked at, yes. Okay, um, and cheaper than that, the one the other one you looked at, you mentioned to me was the LG uh, UN eighty one hundred, right? Yes, yes. So they're both twenty twenty models, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, the LG is already massively discounted. Like, that's an excellent price. at no, Two grand. I mean, think about this. Two grand okay. for a yeah. brand new, not just brand new, but 2020 model LG yeah. TV is excellent. Yeah. Um, okay. you're, let's be clear, with that level of price for the LG, you're not getting what they call nanotechnology. So you're not getting the quantum dots of a QLED okay. Samsung. or L- So Samsung's QLEDs and LG's nano series they all have this cool technology which basically makes the colours brighter uh, and the blacks deeper. Um, okay. You know, they're a better TV. There's no doubt. Like, yeah. There's no doubt. But if you, you've set a price. Um, yeah. The Sony um, is a better TV than the LG. I, I'm not saying on picture quality. It may well be also, but mainly because of its capabilities. The right, Sony okay. is an Android TV. So you could download Disney+. Plus. Stan, yes. Netflix, KO, uh, Binge, pretty much every application that's available is available on Android TV. Whereas okay. on an LG, you can get Stan, you can get Netflix, you probably get Disney, but you won't get KO. Yeah. You won't yet get Binge. Um, so right, if, so if you, you can't have, get all the apps. If you have a bit of a penchant for trying something new down the track, the, the yeah. Sony is going to be the most robust operating system in terms of adding new things. But if it's, right, if it's okay. for a theatre room and you've got a DVD or a Blu-ray or something hooked up to it and that's going to be the primary usage for it, then yeah. the LG is better value. Right, okay. Last thing I'd say to you is that Hisense have a 75R7, uh, yes. which is their ULED TV at, at, ULED, t- at two okay. grand. Same price yeah. as the LG. I'm going to say to you, I'd probably choose the Hisense over the LG. Right, it's okay. Last, it's last year's model, but yes. it's their better technology. Okay, so what about the Hisense over the Sony? Uh, I'd probably still err on the side of I like Android. So, But that's okay. un- that is not on a picture quality recommendation. That is purely yeah. on the things that you can do with the Sony over and above uh, all the others. Okay, and, and you know what? If you do choose to go lower than the Sony, put the extra money into a soundbar. Right, okay. It's a, it's, you said it's a theatre room, right? It is, yeah. We have already got a surround sound oh, okay. system. Fine, right. Um, Make sure it's so in there, which was, <laughs> okay. which was quite a good one a few years ago. So Do not buy a um, soundbar. Plug it into that theatre system 
and you're yeah. going to love, love, love watching a big screen TV. Yeah, okay. Because in simple terms, to wrap it up, Karen, to get uh, like any negatives you have in the picture quality of that TV, uh, of any of those TVs you buy, uh, can only be solved by spending essentially nearly two grand more. Yeah, which we don't really want to no. do. And, you know, I had this. So we, we have an 85-inch Hisense at home. Um, yeah. And, and I love it. It's great. The, the only time I've thought oh, I could have got a better pitch quality was when we turned off all the lights and watched Greyhound, the Tom Hanks movie on Apple TV. Uh, okay. The, the very, and, you know, when we noticed it at the very, very end in the credits, um, yes. the black screen uh, flickered and was grey when they had these fancy credit things happening. It was, that, that was the only time I noticed. Um, okay. Now, you are putting this in a theatre room. Are there windows in there? Yes, there's two windows. Is it, is it oh, like have you got blackout? Are you blacking it out when you're watching content? Um, it's pretty dark. There's shutters on the window, so yeah, it, it's pretty dark what in there. Used, what used to be in there, TV wise, screen wise? Um, I've got a feeling it's sort of maybe like a fifty-five or a sixty. I think um, that's the Panasonic one that we had. Oh, I'm thinking maybe about ten years ago now. Look, I'm just in a dark room. That's when. Bl- that's you know when I test a TV I turn off all the lights. That's how I tell okay. how good a TV is. And the cheaper yeah. TVs don't do as well in the dark because that's when you see. So if imagine a black screen with the word um, uh, Karen on it in white. Yeah. In in a dark room on a cheaper TV, Karen will will have this. It'll be white, and there'll be this kind of bloom around the outside, a white bloom around the outside. Okay. That's the most negative thing you get about a television. Um, in right. a more expensive TV, the Karen would be more defined. There would be less blooming. That's what we call it. So that's all you're going to look for. That's all you're going to notice. But you know what? You're still getting a 75-inch TV. It's big. Yeah. It's, it takes a long <laughs> time to save good. the extra two grand for something that's actually a much, much, but much better picture. So well, have, a, have yeah. a look at those three. All right. I will do. Actually, can you just ask, answer yeah. me another question? Yeah. With the Apple TV, yeah. um, I've just bought a new iPhone and it's, it comes with Apple TV. Do I need a box to be able to watch that, to sort of Chromecast that onto the TV? You know what? Uh, the L, oh, does this LG have it? Um, LG has Apple TV Plus. Um, okay. You might need to do a quick bit of research, but yeah. I, I suspect that Apple TV Plus is available on all all 2020 app, uh, LG TVs. Okay. Um, worst case scenario, I'm just going to check. Uh, so it was the UN 8100, wasn't it? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, it's got Apple AirPlay. It's got Apple AirPlay. It does so, have Apple Air. So you can, from it, whether it has the Apple TV Plus app on it, which I believe it does, I believe it does, if it doesn't, you can just you can be watching a video on your phone and you can just press the AirPlay button and it just appears on the screen. So as an Apple user, I think we've, yes. answered, we've answered the question. Get the, get the LG. Get the LG. Okay. Thank you very much for your help. My pleasure. Thanks. See you, Trevor. Bye. Good on you. And if you've got a question like Karen, get in touch. See, it's, all, it's funny, that little thing, that little extra bit of information. I didn't ask about, you know, what devices she had. So that was the clincher, the Apple TV. Got a question? Get in touch. Just click Ask Trev on the website. Well, thank you for listening. Another great show, another long show, I think. I'm sorry. Uh, lots of calls, lots of interviews. And I, I have this thing where, of course, I could 
hold some calls over for next week, but I just can't. I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm just going to I put it all in one, <laughs> and I hope that there's enough, if not too much. Uh, thanks for listening. Or as always, get in touch anytime. Go to the Twitter at Trevor Long. Go to Facebook. Uh, find me there. And uh, most importantly, if you've got a question you want to say good day, you want to be on the podcast, go to the website eftm.com and click Ask Trev. Thanks for listening, folks. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast.